Hey guys, and welcome to the Natural Birth Talk. Today, we're going to talk about physiological birth with doula Tiffany Muniz. Here's a sneak peek, so stick around. But physiological birth can be long sometimes. It can, yeah. Physiological it- birth doesn't always mean that it's short, and it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't always mean that it's easy. But was it worth it? Oh, 100 million percent. Hi, I'm Rachel Manns, owner of The Natural Birth Site and this podcast, The Natural Birth Talk. Here, you'll learn all about different natural aspects of birth, pregnancy, and postpartum. Remember, none of this information should take the place of a care provider and is not medical advice. Birth is not a medical emergency. Thanks for listening. Hi, it's Rachel here. Um, Today, I have Tiffany Muniz with me, and she's a birth doula, and we're going to chat a little about physiological birth and what that means. But first, I'll let Tiffany kind of tell you a little about herself. Hi, everyone. I'm Tiffany Muniz. I'm a certified birth doula, lactation counselor, and placenta encapsulationist from Breeze, Illinois. Um, I started my doula work three years ago after I had my son. Um, I really love attending all different types of birth um, in the hospital, birth center, home births. Um, But what most of my clients want is a physiological birth. Okay. And so that term, physiological birth, that's kind of what we're focusing on today. But I think a lot of people don't really know what that means. So can you kind of explain what physiological birth, what that means? Yeah. So um, physiological birth is a birth that is powered by the human capacity of the mother and baby. So they work together for the baby to be born. Okay. And that, is that taught or is that, that's just kind of innate most of the time? Well, Right. It's something that, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something that our body already knows how to do. So we don't need to be told what to do. Our labors don't need to be um, augmented or induced. Um, Yes. Okay. So I think, um, you know, especially in our American culture here, physiological birth is not something most of us understand because. You know, in a lot of cultures, we grow, you know, a lot of cultures grow up around birth and right. they know what it is and yeah. they have that innate sense and mm-hmm. they know how to do it and k- kids are around it, but it's not like that in our culture. Not is it? here. Nope. And so, so now we have this um, struggle where, where American women or just women in a lot of industrialized countries in yeah. general, right, 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 don't know how to give birth. Mm-hmm. And so that physiological birth just, just kind of goes out the window, right? Yeah, right, exactly. One of my favorite things to say is women give birth in huts every day. All the time. All the time, right? And we've been doing this forever. Forever, forever. right. Literally forever. Yeah. It ventures, like you can say, there has to be something innate about it. Right. I mean, if there wasn't, humans would not exist. Right. So, yeah. And now we've medicalized birth. Absolutely. And when you medicalize birth, you're not getting physiological birth. Absolutely. And I think that people don't realize that, that something as simple as a membrane sweep or breaking your water or even getting an IV um, can really mess with the hormones of birth. Um, and then those things are considered interventions. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And and obviously there's a time and a place. Right. Absolutely. Right. There's absolutely. a time and a place. Yes. Um, but for the large majority of women and of like of births, we really should be left alone to Absolutely. do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Hands off is best. And hands off is best. I love that. Um, so so something that I find kind of fun, and I always teach this to my um, my doula clients, is I like to talk about birth traditions from around the world yeah. because you can really 
see the range of physiological birth. Absolutely. When you look at some of these things from around the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, get this. In traditional Comanche tribes, um, women used to squat over hot stones during labor. Amazing. Isn't that amazing? That okay, is amazing. that, that, we say amazing. Okay, you might be thinking, um, <laughs> what? <that's> yeah. <laughs> but, but let's talk about how that works yeah. with physiological birth. Yeah. So the warmth on the perineum. Well, I mean, it just helps everything stretch Mm -hmm. so that baby can come out nice and smooth. Yeah, and the blood flows down there. And I mean, when you think about it, you know, heat, heat, that's relaxing. It is. And I know probably most of us have not put heat on our uh, perineum before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unless you've done vaginal seat, or not vaginal seating, vaginal steaming, steaming, right? right? Which we'll talk about in a different podcast. But, um... But it really makes sense because it's it's it very relaxing yep. and and like you said, it helps everything to warm, the blood flows, and everything can stretch. Mm-hmm. And what happens if our perineum is nice and stretchy? Or what doesn't happen? Tears don't happen. Tears don't Yay! happen. <laughs> so it's so funny to look at the the wisdom of the Comanche tribe yeah. and these other cultures mm-hmm. because they knew things that we we've, we've now forgotten. Yeah. But they make sense. Mm-hmm. I wanna look at another one here. Um, Inuit. So in traditional Inuit culture, most women received support from a midwife figure during childbirth. And they were just local women who had gained experience by attending many births. So now we might call that um, maybe a lay midwife. Yep. Yeah, probably. Um, and in most states, it's not really legal, right. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but that's how women were trained. I mean, I mean, hundreds of years ago. Women were midwives, it's not by not, some arbitrary training. Right. I mean, it's not like they went to college to learn this stuff. This, These are traditions that were passed on from generation to generation to generation. And, you know, when you see birth and you see it happening naturally and regularly, you trust that physiological birth. You trust right? the process. Trust the process. And that's really what physiological birth is. Right. It's trusting the process. And um, let's see, that's not, that's not to say that all interventions are bad. Absolutely. Right? No way. Like, yeah. There's a time and a place. Time and a place. Yes. Time and a place. Especially with moms maybe who don't have the healthiest pregnancy. Right. Right. But also that's a gray area. It is. What are we calling a healthy pregnancy? It is. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so birth is normal mm-hmm. and birth should be physiological. Um, it's normal until it's not. Right. Exactly. And the World Health Organization says, um, spe- first of all, says, basically states that women should be left to labor and birth. Right, exactly. As long as mom and baby look good. Yep. And that's kind of an arbitrary term. It too, is. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's all arbitrary. Because what is good and what is bad. Right, exactly. Right. You know, and, and what's normal and what's not. Right. Um, And then, you know, even they say... We have such high cesarean rates. Mm-hmm. Cesareans, obviously, cesarean births, those are not physiological and, mm-hmm. in any way. Mm-hmm. And again, there's a time and a place. Right. But the World Health Organization says less than 10%. Yes. Right? Less than 10%. Yes. 10% is normal. And um, what's our rate in America? Over 30. It's over 30. Over 30. Yeah. Over 30. Yeah. And that's not physiological. And so clearly, there's something wrong. Well, and I think it's important to point out that... Um, America has one of the highest spending habits. Okay. Birth is most expensive. Yeah. Birth is most expensive in America. But our maternal and infant mortality rate continue to climb every year. um, And so does our spending. So I think that really says that um, all of these interventions Mm -hmm. sometimes aren't really helpful. Right. They really cause more harm than good. I totally agree with that. 
Um, and, and yeah, we, I mean, we have the worst, I mean, as of 2019 or whatever, mm-hmm. we have the worst mom and baby outcomes of any developed nation. Yes. Yes. Uh, so clearly something's wrong. Even though we're spending the most amount of money. We're spending the most amount of money. And we right. have probably the most, um, interventive care. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, midwifery, the countries that have the best mom and baby, uh, outcomes. Yeah. Are countries that highly utilize midwives. Yes, midwifery-led. Yeah, midwives are good at what type of birth? Physiological birth. Midwives are good at physiological birth. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. Isn't it, it's just so, so it's just so amazing to look at the connections. Mm-hmm. And we as birth doulas who, quote, are not as highly educated right. as these OBs yeah. or these midwives, we can make these connections. Sometimes I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> different sources of education. Yes, exactly. Right? Exactly, yeah. So we, you know, and and I guess that kind of brings me to the point of I don't think a lot of these care providers are ignoring physiological birth on purpose. No, I think that they're just not taught it, not, in yeah. school. I mean, it's not something that they talk about. They really think of birth as a disease process. So something that yes. needs to be managed. As a medical emergency. Right, exactly. Which it's not. Which it's not. Um, so, yeah. So these care providers, I don't think they're purposely ignoring physiological no, birth. I don't no. think they're purposely intervening and making bad birth outcomes. No, I don't think but so But I think when they've gone to school, that's what they've been taught because mm-hmm. you only know what you're taught. And so right. their teachers only know what they're taught. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. And and um, as birth doulas, we have the ability to go outside of that. Mm-hmm. And even a lot of midwives, like certified professional midwives, there's mm-hmm. different types of midwives, guys. Okay? Yes, yes. Um, I think you need a whole episode on that. Uh, we're going to do probably a whole series on that <laughs> good, eventually. Good, <laughs> um, But there's different types of midwives. But a lot of these midwives, um, depending on how they're trained, or these lay midwives, like what was used in the Inuit culture, yeah. they have gone outside of just what someone else taught them. And mm-hmm. they're they're giving those real world experiences. Yes, and they're digging, you know, back then they didn't dig for the information they needed because they didn't have the internet. Right. But we do, and we can dig, and we can find that. And pretty much everything we find points back to the benefits of physiological birth. Imagine that. <laughs> wow. Okay. So our bodies really were made to do this. They were. And our babies really do know how to do this. They do. We don't, we don't give them enough credit. You're so right. You're yeah. so right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, physiological birth, that's just kind of letting our innate system take over mm-hmm. and trusting our body and trusting our baby. And that's not to say you're not going to look out for signs of problems. Right. Absolutely not. So, um, but you want to avoid interventions and even, okay, what's called an intervention? That's can be a gray area too. It can. Probably um, people artificially breaking a water has probably happened for thou- forever, for right. thousands of years, yeah. right? Um. Probably very rarely, mm-hmm. I would venture to guess. I it's would a lot more say common so. now. Right. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. that happens all the time. I would That's love not... to see the statistics on that. Right? On how many people are getting their water broken in labor. Yeah, instead yeah. of letting it break naturally. Right. And so that's, you know... Sometimes that can fall into physiological birth, but most of the time probably not. Right. So some of these things that we're calling interventions are a gray area. Uh-huh. But for the most part, you your body and your baby don't need help. No. They need support. Absolutely. Mom mentally needs support. Mm-hmm. We need to be in a good place. Yep. And that's where our culture fails us. Absolutely. We, we haven't grown up around birth, so we're all afraid of it. Mm-hmm. So we're not in a good place to right. have a physiological birth. Right. But we could get there. Yeah. We could get there. Um, and actually, really what I really want to hear about is 
maybe some examples of physiological birth that you've been to, Tiffany. Can yeah. You, can you think of some or give me some examples? Yeah. So over the summer, um, I was a backup doula for one of our friends who is also a doula. Um, she was out of town for a wedding um, and one of her clients happened to go into labor. Well, her water broke first, and okay. then her contraction started um, shortly thereafter. See, her water broke on its own. So yes. that falls into physiological on its own. birth. Correct. Okay. Yes. A couple hours later, her um, contraction started, and this was her second pregnancy um, and second birth. So a lot of times those tend to go a little bit quicker than um, first-time moms. So um, – I live about an hour away, so as okay. soon as she told me to head over, I went over because, of course, it was rush hour. And, of course. You know, right. St. Louis traffic is no fun. Yeah, the area we live in, you do have to kind of consider rush hour, and we got to play the game. Yes. Thankfully, I made it there in about 50 minutes, um, and whenever I showed up, she was upstairs in her master bathroom. She was on her hands and knees, listening to her body, doing exactly mm-hmm. what um, she needed to do. And this was a planned home birth, This right? was a planned home okay. birth with a professional midwife. Okay. Um, um, so when I first got there, it was just me and her and her husband. Okay. Um, and then her son was downstairs. So her husband was kind of bouncing back and forth between. How old was her son? Um, I think he was two. Okay. Isn't that so cool that. In between two and three. In the same place. Yes. Uh, he probably won't remember it. But no. There'll probably be some innate something. It was amazing. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Keep going. Right. Sorry. So her husband was like bouncing back and forth between downstairs and upstairs to be with us. Um, so about 20 minutes after I got there, mm-hmm. um, she just started pushing on her own. And at this wow. point, we hadn't even notified the midwife um, like <laughs> what was going on. So her husband came upstairs and I was like, you have to call the midwife right now because she's pushing and I know this baby's going to come quick. Yeah. So um, she... I mean, just within a few minutes, I mean, baby girl's head popped out. She was just like, baby's coming. And sure enough, baby came. Um, And then one contraction later, uh, the baby was born. Um, So I got to help catch the baby. Um, And then just within a couple minutes later, the midwife showed up and everything was perfect. I mean, as soon as baby girl was born, she was pink. She was happy. She was crying. Um, It was beautiful. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. And so obviously as birth doulas, we're not supposed to catch babies, right? Right. But. (laughs) Right. But sometimes Sometimes if we're the only ones around. It happens. Right. Because when you trust the body in physiological birth, sometimes it happens faster than you expect. Absolutely. Or differently than you expect. There's no perfect birth. Right. right? Exactly. Or no no perfect way to birth. Right. No exact normal. There's variations. Yes. And this was a really fast birth. It was. Still a variation of normal. Very fast. And she trusted her body. She did. And her innate ability to it was beautiful. baby. Yep. And it happened so fast. Yep. And amazing. And then a couple minutes after, we were all shocked. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody expected it to be that quick. Like, we knew yeah. it was going to be faster, but it was so fast. Um, That's crazy. And I don't think we said anything for a solid 60 seconds. We just stared at each other. That's like, amazing. what just happened? This but that's, was so quick. <laughs> that's amazing, though. It was amazing. Because you can really let that baby into the world. Yeah. And... Uh, that's just so cool. I mean, oh it, man, it, physiological birth. It was great. That's awesome. And then, really, you know, quickly here, or maybe not super quickly, tell me. So that's a really fast physiological birth, yeah. which is a variation of normal. That's how my most recent birth went. It yeah. was nuts. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> but you had a physiological birth. I as did. Well, I did. But yours did not go like that. No, my um, labor and birth was over seventy hours long. Holy girl. Um, I'm so thankful for the, the providers that I chose, which is Mm -hmm. also a really important aspect. If you want a physiological birth to pick supportive providers. Yes. 
Um, and so, usually that's a midwife. Yes. Usually yes. that's a midwife. There are every once in a while you'll find an OBGYN yes. or a doctor of obstetrics that is physiologically or supportive of physiological birth. Right. Um, often they like to say they are, but then they aren't, but then they really at aren't. the last minute at the last minute and you don't have time to switch right. or it's too stressful. Exactly. Um, so here's my little tidbit here. Um, when you are choosing a provider, reach out to the doulas in your area yes. and ask your doula community who they recommend. Yes. Because, because they be know. Really yes. Yeah. And we're honest when people oh, tell us um, and when people hire us, if they have an unsupportive provider, we're going to tell them like, hey, we, you know, we really, we know that you want this type of birth. Um, maybe that provider isn't the best option or we have experience with this provider mm-hmm. um, and we know that that provider isn't necessarily super supportive of that type yeah. of birth. Or they might be what we call a bait and switch. Bait and switch, right. So exactly. they act like they're supportive and then at the end they're And not. then they're not, right. So usually with midwives, you're pretty good to go. Right. Although we'll talk in a different episode about how that's not always the case. Yes. Um, but doulamatch.net, go on there. You can search your local area. Reach out to those doulas. Even if you don't want to hire one, right. you can reach out to them and just ask them for advice on care providers. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so back to your supportive yes, care providers yes, though, yes. for your birth. Um, you know, honestly, if it wasn't for them, I know that I would have had a C-section if I would have chosen to birth at one of the local hospitals okay. um, because I had a really stop-start pattern, especially mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, I was at eight centimeters for like 18 hours. Oh, um girl. So my son ended up being asynclitic. Um, and basically that just means that one of his ears was touching his shoulder in my pelvis. Um, nobody taught me about body balancing whenever mm-hmm. I was pregnant. Um, so I really think that's why he was asynclitic. And body balancing is part of physiological birth as well. It is. Especially, you know, in old cultures, you were so active and you moved right. all the time that this was less of a concern. Mm-hmm. But in our culture, we're pretty sedentary. Right, And exactly. so we really need to work on body balancing. Body balancing, And mm-hmm. that's something I'm going to talk about in another episode too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so asynclitic baby. Yes. So he was asynclitic, um, which a lot of times, especially if you're not using body balancing techniques during your labor, um, it can cause the labor to be extremely long and extremely taxing. Um, so yeah, I ended up having a physiological vaginal birth and in the end, all was, all was well, all was good. He was healthy. I was healthy. Um, but physiological birth can be long sometimes. It can. Yeah. Physiological it, birth doesn't always mean that it's short and it, mm-hmm. it it doesn't always mean that it's easy. But was it worth it? Oh, a hundred million percent. Totally worth yes. it. Yes. Um, and I, I talk to moms all the time who had an epidural with their first mm-hmm. and not with their second. Yeah. And hands down, every time I talk to one, they say, my recovery was so much easier with my physiological birth. Yeah. I mean, even though my labor was so long, um, I felt amazing postpartum. And I know that some people um, don't always feel that way, but I felt great. My, I had like minimal bleeding. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I and, mean, and care providers like to scare us too with long births. They, oh, they say, oh, well, you're probably at risk for more bleeding. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily Or you're going to have to get an epidural. You're going to be so tired. And like, yeah, was I tired? Absolutely. But I was able to... Um, conserve my energy in between my contractions. Yeah. I was able to rest in between. Um, I thankfully hired a doula who was able to help with position changes and comfort measures the whole time and I was there. You to rest right. And trust your body. Um, I have a really amazing husband who was supportive the I entire time. Um, we always trusted my body. He That's always awesome. trusted my body. Um, we knew that we were in a safe place to have our baby. Um, we knew that if there was an emergency, that the midwives would be able to take care of it. 
Um, yeah, it was amazing. That's awesome. And with physiological birth, probably even though it was so long, the reason you felt amazing mm-hmm. is because you had a physiological birth. Right. So your hormones were able to do what they needed to what, do. Exactly what they and needed they to do. And they weren't interrupted by Absolutely. some sort of intervention. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, man. I love that. I know. That just makes me so happy. <laughs> me too. He's pretty um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. He is pretty cool. I like him. Um, so... We could probably go on and on as doulas talking about our physiological birth experiences. Yes. But what I want you guys as the audience to take away from this is that physiological birth, while there are a range of normals for what that means, um, it's basically trusting your innate ability and your innate instincts to birth your baby and for your baby to figure this out. Yes. And listen to your body. And then, like I said earlier, the countries that support physiological birth and midwifery use, they have the best mom and baby outcomes. Right. And I think I just want to touch on one thing is that in America, we don't trust our instincts and our intuition. Um, And I just want to point out that there's a reason why it's there. And if you're feeling some type of way about um, your provider or your birthing location, you should listen to that gut instinct. It's there yes. for a reason. Well, and a lot of doulas, again, you said hire a doula and I mean, we're doulas obviously, <laughs> right. but, um, you know, we do this because we want to help people. Absolutely. And a lot of doulas teach you how to reconnect yes. with your instincts. That's yes. something I harp on in prenatals. And I really give a lot of information to my clients about how to connect with their baby and mm-hmm. connect with their instincts. Yeah. So that physiological birth can feel normal yes. instead of scary. Yes, exactly. Because it shouldn't be Well, scary. and that's the thing that I don't even think we've mentioned that you shouldn't be afraid of birth. Thank you. You like, should not be afraid. You should of birth. not be afraid. And I think our culture has really honed in on that. Like yes. if we tell women that they should be scared and that this is a painful experience, maybe we'll make more money. Oh, uh, probably <laughs> probably. That's where it comes down to, unfortunately. Right. Um, but you know, you and I know that birth is not scary. No. Um overwhelming sometimes. A sometimes, little. absolutely. But that's yeah. why you hire a doula and hire a midwife and that can hire help you, right. you know, people who not who can medically intervene, right. but who can remind you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you are safe and remind you to trust your instincts. Absolutely. That's yes. kind of our job. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Okay. Um. Well, thank you, Tiffany, for coming and doing this with me. Yes. Um. And, you know, if you guys have any other questions, reach out to me or I can give you information. You can reach out to Tiffany. Yeah. But I think that's good. Anything else? No, that's it. Thank All you right. so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for being here. Of And then, you guys, if you want to uh, hear more podcasts and hear more birth stories, you can head over to my blog to read more birth stories. Tiffany's in there. Yay! Um, And then you can also, you know, subscribe to my podcast or like my podcast, and you can follow along for all of our other episodes. Awesome. So thanks. Hi, Rachel Manns again. If you want to learn more, please subscribe to this podcast and head over to my site, thenaturalbirthsite.com, to check out my blog, shop, email list, and YouTube channel. Thanks. Hi, Rachel Manns again. If you want to learn more, please subscribe to and rate this podcast and head over to thenaturalbirthsite.com to check out our online natural birth education course, birth story blog, YouTube channel, and more.